Welcome to the third edition of Small Business on the Island, the only podcast where we talk small business on the Gulf Islands and Vancouver Island, providing you with the issues and information that matter the most. On today's program, we speak with Mary Lynn Devereaux from the local barbershop on Salt Spring, and Doug McLaughlin and David Crouch from ITK Consulting will keep us updated with Tech Talk. Great to have you on board. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Walker. And a couple of things worth mentioning before we get started. And the first, and this was announced a few weeks ago, but you guys got to hear this. If you're a small business owner, six of Canada's biggest banks and investors are investing up to a billion dollars for small businesses in Canada. You heard that right? Up to a billion dollars for small businesses. So if you're starting out or you already have your small business and you want to upgrade, Be sure to take advantage of this. Do your research because this sounds like a really good offer. As well, if you love good food and of course you love running a place that's all about good food, the BC government and the Government of Canada announced a new service to entrepreneurs who want to start a restaurant and it's called BizPal. B-I-Z-P-A capital L. Not sure about the whole capital L thing, but that's not up to me. And it lets an owner establish and maintain their business and of course obtain a license the easy way. And the good news is, it's free. And the service is offered around the Lower Mainland in Vancouver, Surrey, as well as Kelowna and Penticton, as well as in Victoria. So I'd like to know if this will make its way to the Gulf Islands, because if you remember from the last episode with Dale Schwagert, when we interviewed him, he said, you know, Salt Spring needs more restaurants, they need more businesses to keep up with the demand in the summer rush season. And of course, you know, please the locals in the winter off season. So I'll keep you guys posted on this little bit of information uh, for the future episodes coming up because this will be something really interesting for uh, people that want to start a small business because you know you see a lot of food trucks here Uh, I've talked with a couple people that want to get going with their you know even small smaller business that want to upgrade so I'll keep you posted on this so let's get to our main feature Now, if you're like me, appearance is everything, and one of the most important things about looks is your hair. And our next guest would definitely agree. Mary Lynn Devereaux moved to Salt Spring to start her own hair salon, the local barbershop, and the master barber has seen it all. Trendy perms, the Bieber hairstyle, beehives, mullets, earning her business the title of the best cuts on the island. We caught up with Mary to find out more. So just before we begin, I just, I have to say, being in the barber shop, it kind of feels like I'm in, you know, a dentist's office, you know, with all this hockey memorabilia and the Montreal Canadian stuff, you know, do you ever get customers that say, you know, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm going to the dentist rather than getting a haircut? Well, I would hope they would kind of feel like they're at the dentist's office because, you know, barbers originally started uh, with the dentists and the surgeons. They were barber surgeons. So what I try and do is mix up a little bit of the old nostalgia with the new stuff. And because I'm such a hockey fanatic, I like to make it feel like you're in a place where you have to look around and question what's going on in there. Excellent. So tell us about the local barbershop and what made you want to choose Salt Spring? Well, um, coming from Montreal, a big city, uh, wanting to live in a nicer, quieter, cleaner, safer atmosphere. Um, I came to uh, Salt Spring and worked as a bartender at the Harbour House for a few years, then took an apprenticeship 
and became a barber and just got to love the community here and really wanted to fill a, a niche with a little barber shop in the center of Ganges. So what's your future vision for uh, the shop? Well, I can't say I want more growth because with growth comes more expense. So I'd like to keep it a small uh, barber shop that it is now. I do have an apprentice who's working out really well, so I want to maybe bring in some shaving and do some other cool things that they're offering in the city. For now, though, we just have an apprentice, and I also have a hairstylist in there as well. Do you think that it's an advantage or a disadvantage to be on Salt Spring with your shop? I think it's a definite advantage because um, in a small community, you know, you have a, uh, a reputation and um, it's, an, it's an actual, actually an essential service. So if you have a good reputation, then you're, um, you know, you're quite busy all the time. Where in the city, you have a lot of other places to compete with and, you know, uh, pricing and, and square footage for rent. So this is, um, yeah, definitely a gem at Salt Spring. What do you think is your key strength as a business owner? Well, I like to talk a lot. I know a lot about sports. I like to think I know a lot of things about, uh, you know, current interests and stuff. And um, I think that it makes people feel relaxed if they can come in and talk about uh, what they want and you know what they're talking about. What would be the biggest challenge that you face right now? Mm, Parking. (laughs) In the shop, not very much. You know, we're we're quite busy. I, I would like to get everybody in when they walk in. Unfortunately, it's usually a day wait. But uh, other than that, I would say the actual challenge would be parking in Ganges. Mm-hmm. I can kind of agree with that. Yeah, especially when the market starts up. It's going to be, um, you know, crazy with all the um, market vendors here and stuff. So we do have reserved parking, though. So hopefully people, you know, come in and try to get in anyways. How do you market and grow your business? Well, I just market on Facebook, which is actually the best way to do it. I, um, You know, you just Google our barbershop on Salt Spring and I come up. Um, I also have, as I said, my apprentice, Keith Pico, who does all the advertising and short films and commercials for the shop. So that tends to get out there on his Facebook as well. I've, I've seen them and they're really good. Yeah, he's quite the guy. He's very funny and he's got a vision and he loves barbering and uh, he's great at it. So I'm, he's, uh, I'm glad to have him. Well, what types of technology do you use in your business and is it helping you in the long run? Well, um, you know, we're an old barber shop, so we do a lot of the, um, you know, clipper work with the, the, the basic clippers that everybody uses. We are thinking about bringing back the straight razor shave, but, you know, that uh, that's time consuming and would cost a bit more money. So that would be the only vision I could see coming forward with uh, the shop. Other than that, um, no, we're just, you know, your basic old time barber shop. And last but most certainly not least, what's the one piece of advice you would give to someone else that wants to start their own small business? I would say do your homework, look around and see what your competition is. Definitely check into uh, where, you know, the better rent rates are for, for your type of business. Maybe look at foot traffic. Parking is another big one. And, you know, just really do your homework and see what your competition is out there before you open up somewhere where no one's going to find you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, always a treat to talk to Mary. If you'd like to find out more, head over to their Facebook page and give them a like at The Local Barbershop. The Gulf Island Community Radio Society is a nonprofit with a passion for local community radio on island. Set up by a group of people who previously volunteered at the original Salt Spring Island radio station, CFSI, the goal is simple. Bring back community radio to the Gulf Islands and beyond. Currently, the Society has an online station broadcasting commercial-free music 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. But 
their ultimate goal is to finish building the studio and set up all the equipment where they can provide a real-time connection with their listeners. The station will also broadcast weekly community features, podcasts, and live-on-location segments too. To find out more, visit Gulf Islands Community Radio Society at gicrs.ca, all one word and all lowercase, that's gicrs.ca, or on Facebook at Gulf Island Community Radio Society. Better yet, if you would like to contribute, you can purchase a membership or browse their shop on their website or volunteer at their on-location events. Time now for a little tech talk, and as you know from the last episode, our main player, David Crouch, was away on vacation, but he has resurfaced and brought along a colleague to give us the what's what in technology, and this will be the first time we've had more than one guest on the program, so I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say. From ITK Consulting, we have none other than David Crouch. David, welcome back. Great. How are you doing, Andrew? Oh, I'm pretty good, and also joining us from Vancouver is Doug McLaughlin. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, Andrew. Thanks uh, Thanks uh, for having me. It's great to be on. No problem. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your position. Uh, well, I'm uh, David's partner, one of, one of uh, three uh, at ITK Consulting, and um, look after basically the consulting services uh, side of our business. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of my main role at ITK. Excellent. Well, we're happy to have you on and let's get right to it. So, Doug, you won the coin toss. So let's start off with you in our first question. Uh, let's assume... Let's assume somebody is just starting off with a new business or someone that's looking at improving their technology. What are the key things they should consider? Well, one of the things that I think when it comes to technology and business um, is you want to lead with your business need, right? So businesses need to invest in automation. They, They need to think about what I call leading with the business need. There's an important principle that I like to talk about that we can touch on maybe called service orientation. You want your technology uh, to to be service oriented. And probably most important is to keep it simple. David, any reactions to Doug's list? No, I totally agree. Uh, I especially think uh, uh, nowadays, small businesses of all sorts have to do the first thing that, that Doug's talking about is in investing technology, investing in automation, and uh, where it makes the most business sense, mixing his first two together. Okay, so we have all the key issues for a small business. So Doug, why don't you walk us through these issues one at a time? Sure. So let's talk a little bit about invest in automation, right? So, you know, businesses run on process and process is doing, you know, a successful process is being able to do things in a repeatable fashion. Um, you know, how you engage with your customers, how you sell, you know, uh, how you manage your inventory, all these things. So as soon as you are far enough along in, in having a well-defined process, you want to look at how to make it as efficient as possible. And that's where automation really comes in. So that's sort of, you know, a, a, a key thing to think about when you're looking at how you apply technology to your business. Um, and then leading with the business need plays into that nicely because it really is about sort of where are the biggest areas um, of need in my business, right? What processes are the most inefficient or could benefit the most from some, you know, uh, good technology? So that's, I think, really important to think about. Service, autom- or- service orientation is 
if you think about um, sort of that term, it sort of originated in the customer service and hospitality space, right? So, you know, you, the best employees in a, in a service business are service oriented. They, you know, they think about and anticipate the needs of the customers. They're there when the customer needs them. And you want technology that, that kind of fits that same model. You want technology that's available when you need it, that is uh, easy to use. And, and you know, we, we could probably spend a whole episode on that and maybe we will at some point. Um, and then keep it simple, right? There's that saying, I, I, I don't know who to attribute it to, but you know, keep things uh, as simple as possible and no simpler. And I think that that's very important when you're looking at applying systems and technology to your business. Features cost money and they cost time, time to learn, time to train. You, you need to think about that and you know, keep it simple. Buy what you need now, not what you think you're going to need in the future. Exactly. Uh, so, David, anything you want to add to what Doug has just said? Yeah, I think he's uh, really hit on those key uh, things that each small business should do. You need to invest in the right technology. We're going to talk uh, at a later show about that, that the technology should be integrated to improve, as Doug was saying, the whole processes, your key processes should be smooth and well automated, should allow you to provide better service. The technology should be helping with the service. And at the same time, getting it so that it's simple and easy to use. Yeah, that's that's great recap, David. I think the other thing that you just touched on at the end there, which you know, which I didn't really go into, is um, one thing we like to say at ITK is integration beats best of breed, right? So it's this idea that you uh, on a you, you know you want the team, not just the A player, right? Uh, if the A player can't play with the rest of the team, they make the whole team a lot less valuable. And that's the same with technology. You, you want systems uh, that can communicate easily with each other, share data, and work as sort of a collective whole to run your business. So, you know, if you think Apple and their ecosystem with Macs and iPhones and iPads and Apple Watches all working, you know, seamlessly together, um, you want that, you know, that kind of concept of an ecosystem helps to make, uh, you know, integration a lot easier for your business. Yeah, I agree, Doug. Because um, one of the things I think we might have touched on before, Andrew, that I that I talked about is I remember uh, just before Christmas talking to one of the local retailers here, and uh, they had uh, you know sort of a best of breed retail system, and they had a best of breed website, and then they had a fairly simple and not very good uh, marketing automation system, but they didn't talk to one another so. You know, they were actually telling me how they weren't able to actually send out, you know, update emails to their customers, nor even understand where the customers were. So they would have been better off with maybe less good retail system or website provided all they all talk together. So you knew who your customers were and it was easy to email to them. Exactly. Anyway, one other thing, uh, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Did you know that Doug is affectionately known to us all as Mr. Gadget? I've been working with him for about 18 years or so. 18 years? 18 years. And he's always been like this, always keeping us on the edge with uh, the latest and greatest software, hardware, gadgets, so that we've been calling him Mr. Gadget for quite some time. I love the nickname already. 
<laughs> thanks for thanks for bringing that up, David. <laughs> was that was that from the beginning, or was it halfway through? Very early. In in fact, we had something where you were actually in charge of uh, uh, doing all the uh, leading edge technologies. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, you know, in my personal life, I had a lot bigger budget for that before I had kids. But I still, uh, you know, every now and then, I'll still break down and uh, buy something that I find particularly interesting. Alrighty. Well, I'm feeling pretty lucky right now. So we have a new feature, and we're going to call it Gadget of the Week. So. Doug, or should I say Mr. Gadget, what do you have for us? <laughs> um, I was trying to think about sort of, you know, what have I introduced into my life maybe recently that I could talk a little bit about. And, and uh, my most recent sort of tech purchase was uh, a pair of Apple AirPods. So these are the um, wireless in-ear headphones that uh, look very much like a regular set of Apple earbuds with the cords cut off. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty awesome. Um, you know, in addition to sort of just being cordless headphones, um, you know, they they come in this little uh, case that almost looks like a little dental floss container, uh, and this case is a battery as well. So you charge the case, and then the the headphones slide into the case. Uh, they're held there by little magnets, and they charge when they're in the case. Um, you can use both of them together. Uh, so if you're listening to music. You, you know, you put you put uh, put them in both ears and, and away you go. And the sound's pretty good. You know, they're Bluetooth headsets, so they're not going to win any awards compared to a good set of, uh, you know, wired headphones. But uh, they're certainly passable. They're, they're pretty good. Uh, but where I find the most value is, you know, listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, um, making phone calls. Um, you can have both of them in your ears at the same time, or you can just use one at a time. Uh, they both have microphones on them, so you can... You know, they last, I'm not sure exactly, it seems to me two or three hours on a charge maybe, um, and then you just pop it back in the case. So even when I'm just around the house doing housework or something, you know, I'll be listening to a podcast or an audiobook. I'll maybe have the right one in my right ear. Uh, if it does go dead on me, I pop it in the case, I pull out the left one. Uh, if I need to make a quick phone call, you know, I, I'm, finding, uh, I'm finding them really great. They also, uh, they integrate with Siri, so you can tap the uh, earbud twice, and then you can issue a command to Siri. Uh, you know, so you know, hey Siri, remind me to buy milk. So does it have to be when, when you're um, wanting to contact Siri? Do you have to tap it when when it's in the ear? Or do you have to take it out and then say it? Uh, like, is it just through the ear? No, you just yeah, you just tap it while it's in your ear. In fact, uh, the other thing that's kind of neat about these things is they have like little in-ear sensors. So. Uh, if you're listening to a podcast uh, or music, for that matter, if you take one out of your ear, it'll automatically pause your music. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's quite cool, and and uh, they're they're super easy to pair. Uh, the, the user experience is is incredible, actually. You know, when you first get them, you take the little uh, case out of the box, you flip the lid open, you stick it next to your phone, and somehow the phone just senses that you have AirPods, and it it takes you through like a super quick little setup. Uh, I've got them paired to my phone, my iPad, and my Mac, and can pretty seamlessly just switch between all three of those things. So they're not cheap. Uh, you know, that was probably the biggest downside on them is for, they seem pretty expensive for what they are, but I, I think this is going to unleash a whole new kind of category of wearables. Um, so I'm really excited about them. Yeah, well, by the sounds of it, the future is now. I mean, if you're able to do all those uh, functions just with those two small little earbuds, I mean, heck, future is now. I think so. You know, I was, I can't remember who was talking about this, but uh, I was reading somewhere where they're saying, think about the third generation of these things when there's actually a cellular radio in the charging case and, you know, you can leave your house just with your earbuds and you've actually got your phone with you. 
Well, before we go, David, uh, what do we have in the next couple of weeks for uh, our future tech talks? Well, Doug will be back in two weeks again, and uh, he'll be talking about uh, small business, uh, about data and decision making. And I'm going to take a look at the types of tools that uh, small business can use to build websites. Excellent. Well, David, Doug, it's been great to have you both on, and we hope to hear from you again soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Andrew. It's been fun. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Well, that's a wrap for our show. If you're on Salt Spring and you had a look in the mirror and thought, ugh, I need a trim, head over to the local barber shop. You are in for a treat. We'll be back in a few weeks' time with another new episode. I'm Andrew Walker. Thanks for listening. <laughs>